Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey everyone and welcome to the Self-Care Matters podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Helene Verdia Life Coaching. And today we are joined by two very special guests so we're going to just give them a moment to introduce themselves. I'm Cara and I am a three through five intensive skills teacher. I'm Andrea and I am high school special education teacher. Yeah and so not only I think they left out the important parts Nicole. Um, (laughs) Andrea is my sister and Cara is Nicole's cousin. So that is why we picked them to join us today as we're going to talk a little bit about a challenging school year from their perspective of that special education teacher coming from different from the younger kids all the way up to a the older kids. This is a little shout out to Jakira who we're missing today. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here, but no worries. She'll be back next week. What have some of the challenges been this year that are different even from other school years? I would first say that trying to get the kids engaged and attending to what we're saying with the mask on at the beginning of the year. Um, And then just trying to keep everybody in a routine that's as normal as possible with the changes that we had to make. I agree with Cara, routine was a big one. Structure for the kids, even with the older kids. If one thing changed, it was it for the week. If Because things at the beginning of the year were changing every single day, and it was just taking a week to get used to, and then it would change again. Yeah, definitely. Cara, with you doing the non-verbal more children, how did the masks like just affect your school year in the beginning? Uh, there was a lot of time I didn't have my mask on my face, and I was just away from the kids enough because trying to teach a child how to talk, they kind of need to see your mouth, and they also rely a lot on facial expression. So I feel like times where they would become frustrated because they can't see our face... But also there are kids that pull my mask down off my face to see my face. Did you feel like you kind of had to put yourself at risk because, you know, COVID was still pretty high and you're not wearing a mask in a school full of people? Um, But, I mean, you were 
willing to do that if you had to take your mask off, right? Yeah, I, the, all of the adults, because I work in a classroom that has adult support, all of the adults were expected to keep their masks on at all times. Obviously trying to teach a child how to talk and interact with a child. They needed our facial expressions at times, but I would wear a mask in the hallway or anywhere else in the school and I had my mask on my face in my classroom. It didn't always mean that it was where it belonged, but it was, as you said, a risk I had to take in order to connect with my kids and accomplish goals that we were trying to accomplish. Andrea, being with the older kids, did you have any similar masks, problems, or like kids that just outright wouldn't do it? Yeah, masks were a fight every day, every second of the day. Um, it was always the same offenders. Um, I know they wanted to institute like mass breaks in school, but then the mass breaks would just turn into not wearing the mask. So that masks were definitely a hard part because then it's taking away from the learning because you're completely focusing on making sure that kids have their masks over their nose and their mouth. So with it being such a challenging school year, obviously self-care became very important when you weren't in school. What were some of the during the week things you did just at the end of the workday to keep yourself sane? Um, my favorite thing to do after work is go to the gym. Um, it allows me to decompress and not think about what happened during the day. Even if it was a good day, it's just a really great way to end my workday and knowing that I had the gym to look forward to often helped me get through some tough times of the day. And I think just going home to be in quiet after work is one of also Like when my you were surrounded things. by such chaos, like right. just having those quiet moments. Just to go home to the dogs then not people that speak is really my favorite. I'm with Cara. A lot of times we would go to the gym together so depending on what kind of day we had it'd be nice if we could have like a certain workout to like throw things or slam things if we both had that kind of day also um I agree with the going home sometimes when I get home I like to just sit on the couch and not have the tv on not have my phone on and just sit in silence for like 10 minutes and then it just allows me to kind of gather everything together and then be able to like finish the night at home so you guys had mentioned that you go to the gym, but you go together. Were there ever times you kind of found yourselves like venting to each other, just talking about the day, uh, getting it all out? Um, I would say yes, especially at times of the year where there's usually more paperwork than others. Um, teaching is a great job. The paperwork part of the job does not is not my favorite, <laughs> um, but it's also when you're dealing with behaviors and dealing with children with special needs, talking to someone that understands children with special needs is much different than talking to someone that teaches typical gen general ed kids. Um, so I think there were times where it was, it turned into a vent session, but it was like also helpful to just be able to have somebody that understands what you're going through, even though we teach different groups. That's what I was going to say. Even though it's different grade levels, it's still some of the same problems via be coworkers, students, parents. So that gave us a chance to kind of know that we weren't the only person having that problem, that we were both experiencing it being in different schools and in being in different age groups. 
I can attest to their event sessions. Like sometimes I always say this about my job. So obviously they both come to me to work out in the afternoons. And I always tell people like I'm half trainer and half just there to either listen to the one person or let the two people do their thing. So sometimes like I just tell you what the next move is and I say nothing during that whole section of workouts and just let the two of them get rid of the day. You know, and it was always interesting to me to hear that even though they're very different grades, very different schools, you know, and all of that stuff, that it was a lot of the same similar problems and stressors. And I feel like a lot of the issue becomes um, when there's a lack of support from all areas. Um, so again, just being able to talk to somebody that understands like what we're going through and the challenges with a COVID year and masks and children with disabilities is a whole lot of a conversation. And the routine of COVID year was crazy because like as Andrea said, they changed. I mean, I can tell you even just from teaching dance this year, like week by week, it was like, first we can't do this. Okay, oh, now you can. Like, And it was just like, you never found your rhythm with certain classes because they were constantly changing like, what we could do, what we couldn't do, how we could line up, how we couldn't line up. So it was that same thing of the routine is really important with kids, but you weren't allowed to have one. I feel like one thing we constantly talk about on the episode is having your small village or your small community. And I think that's just something everybody needs, even like if it was just the two of you, I know you have other teacher friends, but just having at least that one other person that understands and gets it to talk to. Huge. And we've said that on multiple episodes that just having those, like finding your crew. Yeah. And we talked about how like we found our crew with certain things. I feel like it's that with you guys too. You found those people that you feel comfortable enough to say what you got to say. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys feel like this, but sometimes like if you ever vent to the wrong person, oh, yeah. they either, first of all, they're the person that's going to go and tell everybody what you said. And secondly, like they just don't get it. They turn it too much about them or whatever it is. And nothing's worse than two. Like you guys vented about your jobs. Um, My takeaway was not that you hated your jobs. It was that your job was tough that day. Where I see so many times and especially on social media that like a teacher will complain about their jobs. And like the first five comments are like, then why are you still teaching? Find a different job if that's not what you wanted from your job. And it's all areas, like Kyle gets it in nursing and like whatever, but I feel like it's the same way, like with teaching, it's not that you guys didn't, don't enjoy teaching, it was just a challenges of teaching that you need to vent about. Have you ever seen that post online where it says, be careful who you vent to because events lead to other rooms? Yes. And it's that same thing, but like, especially with you guys, I always see that too, though. Like the people that are like, well, then don't teach anymore. Fine. Like, it's not that simple. And you're not coming to me inventing and saying like, I never want to teach again. It's just recognizing that it's been a challenging couple of years in all fields, but especially in the teaching field. And I think along with finding your crew, like not only does Andrea understand special ed and she's there to listen and I'm there to listen to her. But knowing Andrea is going to be at the gym with me, I feel like also make, keeps me more motivated. Like, I love going to see Jackie, but knowing Andrea will be there, like, to have a buddy to work out with also is helpful. Right. Like, just that buddy system, it works. Because sometimes when you go home, too, you go home and the person that you go home to wants to listen to you and they understand, but in the same sense, they don't understand. 
So it's nice to have somebody who's listening and actually understands. Oh yeah. So especially with you, you go home to somebody who works in a very different environment than you. So I imagine you can vent all you want, but you don't get that understanding back from the vent. Exactly. All right, so let's talk weekend self-care. <laughs> so during the week, you keep it pretty low key. You go to the gym, you know, you do your quiet time, which I have to agree with. I don't know how Nicole is after she teaches dance, but like I can 100% agree with needing no one to talk to me for like 10 minutes after kids talk to me for that long. <laughs> See, hold on. I have to jump in here quick because so the one night I teach, it's great. I teach, I come home, I have that time. But then on Thursdays when I teach, I teach for like three hours. And then my boyfriend and my brother bowl in a league together. So I have to go because my brother can't drive after nine. So then I'm in a bowling alley, which is loud, surrounded by a whole different type of people. (laughs) And all I can ever think about is I love supporting them, but I'm like, I want to be home. Yeah, I get home from teaching and I'm like, sometimes the kids start talking to me and I'm like, five minutes, just for five minutes can someone not say mom? Because all I've heard is Miss Jackie for like four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and mine isn't even like the overstimulation of the kids talking. It's because most of my kids are nonverbal. Mine is having eight other staff in my classroom and then 10 kids. So 19 of us in a small little room really just puts me at my max capacity for most days. Right. (laughs) I'm lucky because I do have a half an hour commute. So sometimes that is like, I do not like to drive, but sometimes that is the positive because I do get that half an hour in the car by myself on the way home. Well, and you used to go home alone, but thanks to COVID, you do not go home alone anymore because now he works from home. So you don't get that walk in the door it's quiet. It's walking the door. Hi, honey, how was your day? Yes. <laughs> the things that COVID changed. <laughs> he used to not get home till like 530. <laughs> All right. So anything special we do on the weekends, we talk a lot about a Sunday reset, like mm-hmm. when we talk about self-care. So what do your weekend self-care get rid of the week, get ready for the week look like? Um, I think I tried to, I've been working on self-care in general. I've been working on not overbooking myself um, and I usually try and set a limit of not agreeing to more than four things a day whether regardless of what day it is and set a boundary Nicole like I'm all yeah. proud over here yeah. like the boundaries were set like we talk so much about boundaries in our lives yeah because it was just too much of I'm a people pleaser and it was like oh I gotta go here and there and everywhere just to do what other people want me to join them with and I appreciate being invited but when I'm running from thing to thing and not even enjoying what I'm at or getting anything out of where I am or what I'm doing, I was becoming frustrated. So I, I did set a boundary and I work on not um, agreeing to more than four things a day. And during the week, one of those things is going to work. So then I, it leaves me three other things, one of which is usually the gym and then two other things, either a softball game or a some type of support event for my niece or nephew or going somewhere with somebody or just doing something but four is usually my max and I keep it that on the weekend also and having a new boyfriend um I am not very good at balancing seeing him during the week because it 
sometimes doesn't fall into my four things or it just goes above my wanting quiet. And not that he's annoying because he's not, but just having to spend time with somebody and he is great that he doesn't expect we see each other during their week, but so weekends is usually a time when I do see him. Um, and then maybe a, a adult beverage here or there and just kind of keeping it chill because if I pack my weekend full, even if it is only the four things a day, by the time Monday comes, I'm like, okay, where was the weekend? Because there was no break. It was just constantly going. Great. I also set the boundary for myself this year that um, I do not do work on the weekends. No schoolwork on Saturdays and Sundays. If I have to, because there are occasions where I have to, I make sure that I do them early in the morning and then nothing after the afternoon. Um, I have now gotten to the point where on Sundays I do turn off the email notification on my phone. So that way then I don't see any emails until Monday morning because there's nothing that's gonna happen over the weekend that I can deal with anyway. So why have it to look at it? Because I know if I see it, I'm gonna respond to it and then it's just gonna take the relaxation out of my weekend. So again, that boundary setting, like what we're hearing from this is that, and it applies to, I think, every job, especially, but especially if you have those demanding jobs with planning and all of that stuff, the setting the boundary of when you plan on working and setting that work boundary of ignoring the emails. And even, I love turning the notifications off because I'm a big like, fan of the do not disturb button on my notifications. So it's that same boundary setting. Boundary setting is huge for your self-care. Yeah, I feel like that's one thing I really struggle with, finding when to work and when to give myself the time. Because with one of the jobs I have as a social media manager, there's no set hours. And I feel like social media is constant. Even if I just click on Facebook, like my brain's always going. So I've gotten to the point where I have to literally like either give my phone to someone else, put it in another room and just forget about it because sometimes I just can't turn it off. Mm -hmm. It's hard to turn off your brain. And I love the ignoring of the emails or not, you know, ignoring, but pushing them off until an acceptable work time is a huge thing I think that people can start doing. Cause you do listen to, I listen to a lot of teachers talk and I hear about the lesson planning until like 1 a.m. Or I spent all day Sunday preparing for the week. And I'm like, I just think, yeah, obviously there's a lot to do with the job. But is it worth your mental sanity to do all of that? Like, could you scale back then whatever lesson? Like, if your lesson is requiring that you take 12 hours on your weekend to accomplish it, is there maybe a better way to accomplish that lesson that doesn't take 12 hours of your weekend? Um in terms of like working on the weekends i also have pulled back a lot from that really the only time i work on the weekends is if it's iep season or if i have reports due or a completing a behavior assessment but a boundary i do need to establish is my email and not paying attention to it and my text messages because hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. In today's day and age, one of the ways my parents contact me is via text message. And when I'm responding to text messages at 11.30 at night, that's my own fault. But it's also allowing the parents to continue to say, oh, well, I've texted her any time of the night and she's going to answer, which is not a good habit. So I do need to get better at that boundary. Um, but as for working on the weekends, I feel like I save it for Sunday evening, like a brief period to prepare for Monday. So I know what I'm doing. And then that's. Well, somebody told me once, they said, you know, doctors, lawyers, they all have office hours. So you have to like mentally tell yourself that it's okay for you to have office hours. So my office hours are from 6.30 in the morning till nine o'clock at night. And I'm not gonna respond or I'm not gonna do anything outside my office hours. Um, but we've talked about that too. As Cara said, like with the text message access that like all of a sudden, like even with our jobs, like people think they can text you anytime and you're available because you have your cell phone on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do, they think they have that access to you 24 seven because of technology, you know, and then it's harder to create those boundaries nowadays because of the technology is there. I've received Facebook messages from parents on like a Sunday afternoon at four about something like that's happening in weeks, weeks and weeks away. And then responded with, could you please like let me know ASAP if I don't respond? And I'm like, it will be okay. It's like a Monday morning thing that I can handle. I'm sure it will be fine. So I can imagine having like that instant access to your child's teacher. You know, you expect them to answer. Or um, if I have texted an update of, just a daily update at 2.45 when my school day ends and they don't answer until 11 o'clock but then want to have a conversation. If I'm awake, I will answer. But if my phone goes into do not disturb at 10, so that's helpful. Um, 
but I also just need to be better about not choosing or choosing to not answer right when I see it. I think it's some type of anxiety or OCD right. issue. It's actually, it's a huge boundary yeah. issue with people to like get over that anxiety of they're going to be mad at me mm-hmm. if I don't answer. And you have to learn to just say to yourself like, eh, I'll answer when I get a chance. As long as it's not an emergency, it's going to be okay. All right, so we've talked about how it's been a challenging work year and school year, but we are about to wrap up this school year. Is there anything special you plan on doing this summer to kind of help you let go of the challenges of this year and maintain your self-care? As a teacher, I do often become frustrated by the stigma of you, you guys get so many, what I think it's eight weeks or something off in the summer. Um, But I feel like to somebody that doesn't understand education, they think we just get a vacation and life's great. But to people that are in the education field, I myself need summer to absolutely reset. Take what I did in the year, this past year, and reflect on what worked, what didn't work, what can I change for the next coming year. And I, again, do teach a very different um, population than Andrea, although we all have children with special needs. Um, My children, they're not developmentally at their age. They're much, or many years below. But I feel like just taking the time to reflect on what worked, what didn't work, what can I change as a teacher, what can I change for the students, and what can I change to better manage my staff. I feel like I take the summer to process some of that, but also um, I'm often asked, do you work summers? And I do work summers, but I don't work summers doing anything education related. Um, And this summer may just be the summer I DoorDash and pick my own schedule when I want to work and when I don't want to work um, so that I have the flexibility to take my nieces and nephew for the day or go on a day trip or go visit friends or just sit home and do nothing and clean the house. In the summer, I probably agree to do more than four things, but um, I keep the boundary of doing things that I want to do, not always pleasing other people. And I think just taking a moment to be present in what I'm doing and not having to work. I do appreciate not having to wake up to go to work in the morning, but I am much better during the summer at uh, committing to a daily gym routine, which starting my day with the gym is the way I prefer to start the day. Although due to the commute, I'm I can't get myself to go to the gym in the morning before work. I'm trying to convince her to come online because it works better. Right? It does work. I'll get there. I'll get there one day. (laughs) It's just, I don't, I'm not as motivated to do a workout or get myself up early if I'm not going to the gym or with other people. So I I can work on that. I absolutely can work on that. (laughs) I have a question because I just don't really know. Um, Do you have the same students like, for a few years or do you transition students out of your classroom after one year? Um, so I typically do have the same students for a couple years and within the last couple years um, I'm typically supposed to be third to fifth grade. I can have sixth graders and last year and this year and next year I will be first to sixth grade which is quite the range of students but with that being said I 
a student I will have next year as a sixth grader I have had since the beginning of my career in 2017. Okay, so some of your summer is probably spent reflecting on those students and figuring out kind of where they're going. Right, and like what's what's next? What? Although the progress they make isn't huge and very noticeable to people that aren't working with them every day, the progress they make to me is huge and my goal is always to say like what what goal should I be working on with them next to get them to the next level of going to the middle school or going to the high school or wherever their next step may right. be. Um, so dispelling some of that myth that like you just chill all summer by the pool, right? There is that mental aspect to teaching where you are mentally preparing for the next year by thinking of your students and where they need to go what went right, what went wrong. I mean, I do the same thing as a dance teacher. Like I'll look at a class and be like, okay, that was a great method of teaching that. And then, or I'm never doing that again. We're gonna go that a different route next year. How right. can we do that? And due to the population of my kids, um, they, they attend extended school year. So they all stay together in the same class and just usually have a different teacher. Um, but there are times where behaviors become challenging during summer because it's a change of routine and a change of teachers and a change of staff that I have been asked to come observe or come help at summer program. So although I'm technically off duty, like there's last summer, especially I went a bunch to help observe and make suggestions of what could work for this child. And um, this summer they actually asked if people were available to sit in on IEP meetings, which I will sit in on an hour meeting any day for non-contract pay. <laughs> so you mentioned during the summer that they're with different staff and a different routine. Do you feel like that has ever uh, set back a child and you know you feel like you kind of have to start over again coming back? Um, interestingly enough, the point of recommending the kids for summer program is to help with regression, but yes, because there are there is a different lead teacher, there are different staff working with them, the expectations are different and everybody has a different teaching style, but so usually what I end up having to go back a little on is behavior management um, because some of my kids, as any kid, you give them a little bit and they take a lot and one of the common things is like I work on not having toys in their hands during whole group instruction. I just think it's, obviously there are fidgets and sensory toys available, but I think it's important that a child is able to sit for five minutes and be able to listen to a story being read aloud without needing something in their hand. Um, and that is one of the biggest things I come back at the beginning of the school year to kids having the expectation that they're able to have a toy or something that something always in their hand. Yeah, I think you also get the setbacks um, just being gone for break. The kids come back to you after seven days of being at home and you're almost reconditioning them for the week to get back into your routine because they didn't have your routine for the seven days they were home. I mean, I can answer that from a mom perspective. Like, and Andrea knows this, she spends a ton of time at my house. Like, I can go away for two days and come home to different kids. And it's that same thing, you know, anytime your routine is broken. So I can't even imagine dealing with like more of the special needs population 
routine is even more important that that, you know, is an easy part to the job. And I think this year, especially with COVID and who was in contact, who wasn't in contact, because none of my kids wore masks, if somebody was positive, my entire class had to quarantine or whoever was present. Um, so I think even coming back from quarantines or being out for a couple days waiting for a COVID test was enough to set kids off of their routine also. But absolutely, school breaks are yeah. a time we notice it. So love that Cara continues to set her boundaries during the summer because that's really important. I will mention too, I love that you included work in your four things a day boundary because I don't think people realize that that's part of your things to do. And a lot of times people are like, well, of course I worked, but then I like, no, that's actually a huge part of your day. And like, we always talk about yourself, like, like a pizza or like whatever, a puzzle. And that's giving your piece to somebody. Right. Right. And you're not running out of pieces then because you have enough by saving those even during the summer where you're taking that mental break. So Andrea, what are your summer self-care, get rid of the school year plans? I'm just excited this year. I think the past few years, we just haven't been able to do a lot of things. We've done stuff, but there's always been restrictions and I'm just happy that this year, if it's needed on a random Wednesday, we could just take the kids and like go somewhere and we don't have to make reservations. And I'm just kind of looking forward to, again, I know the kit, we talk about kids need structure, but I think for me, for the summer, I do like not having the structure and just being able to just do what I feel like doing for the day. Yeah, it was huge. Like, I mean, I spend most of my summer with Andrea, like with the kids a few days, at least a week. And the last few summers have definitely been different where it can't just be, let's go to the museum. Let's go here. It's like you had to look up the rules. You had to make sure like you had the tickets. They're open at those specific times. They could be closed. I can't tell you how many things we planned on doing that because of a COVID quarantine, all of a sudden we're like, that's closed for the day. So you started just not even like telling the kids you were doing a lot of things because you didn't want to change the plans last minute. And you guys are big doers. Like you guys love to travel. You like breweries. You like all those places. So it's exciting that a lot of those things have opened back up. So excited. You can read all your books by the beach that you want to read. Or the pool. Or just the porch. (laughs) Anywhere quiet. Anywhere quiet. So just quiet time is kind of your way of getting rid of the school year. Yes. All right, so what do you guys have as far as tips for other teachers out there as they head into what, from what I know, is like the most challenging month of your year because kids are watching the weather outside and who wants (laughs) to be inside? And just as they head into their summer break, what would be your advice to those teachers who need to work on their self-care time? Um, I think if you're a person that enjoys working out and I know myself, oh, I have this meeting after school, so I, and then I have to text Jackie, won't be making it to the gym today. So then I just go home and continue life without working out. So even though I didn't make it to the gym, I still need to be better about doing something, whether it's taking the dog for a walk, or taking the kids swimming, or just being active, or just hopping on the exercise bike at home. So I feel like if you're a person that enjoys working out at all, or that is a part of your routine, if something comes up school-based that you can't get around or avoid, it's still important to take the time for yourself to be active. Um, I think, and also with the nice weather here, and 
I, I don't have kids to tend to, but I do enjoy going to like softball games or dance recitals or whatever. So with the nice weather here, I think it's important to try and get your work done at work as much as you can so that you have after work and the weekends to do as you want to do so that you're able to reset because with June coming upon us, it is a long month um, and I feel like having the opportunity to just take a break after work or on the weekends is really what helps teachers make it to the finish line at, at the end of June. For me, I think one of the biggest things is um, you have to kind of learn to make time for yourself. And in doing that, as silly as it sounds, I really have been like scheduling like the me time. So the gym, I always do ahead of time so I know what days and times I'm doing during the week. But even little things like I like to have my nails, I like to do my nails, I have now scheduled that. So now I know on Sundays in the morning, that's what I'm gonna do when I get up. So this way I'm holding myself accountable if I'm not doing it. And then if I didn't get the self-care that I needed, it's because I slacked, I didn't do it. But I do find with scheduling it now that I am so much better with things like that. Oh, we always say that. Like make sure you schedule that time in. If you're a planner, like if you have a planner, chunk out that time. If you use a digital planner, chunk out that time. Because if you plan it, you'll do it. Like I tell everybody with the gym, if you make that appointment, 90% of the time you're going to show up. We talked about the farmer's market for weeks and then today we made a plan. I wrote it down. I know the time. So now next week I will do it because I have told myself I'm going right, to do it. We did a whole, we're going to do this on Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to the farmer's market. We're going to get pedicures. We're going to go do this. And like, we haven't done that in a while, but we also haven't scheduled that in a while. But I think also with you guys, you do spend a lot of time with the kids, but I think I know there are very rare times that just the two of you get time to yourself, which I feel like is huge. And Nicole and I like, I, I love spending an afternoon or I know we're older, but having a slumber party, like just to have somebody to like hang out with. And even if you don't do anything, just spending the time with somebody that you like love and care about in, in your guys instance without the kids so that you guys can just be sisters and don't have to be a mom and an aunt. Not that you mind that, but it's good that you have the time to have self-care for just you guys. We took a walk this morning before coming here, just the two of us. And it's just that catch up time that we always have with each other. And we didn't even ask anybody else if they wanted to come. You know, one is because then we can walk at our pace and not a kid's pace. So, but a lot of times what we'll do is we'll take like our walk. And then when we get back, we'll take the kids for like a walk around the block right. or their pace walk. I didn't even take the dog today. I was like, well, part of it was I was drinking my coffee while we were walking and I told the dog I needed to make a choice because I could only have one thing in my hand. So it was either him or the coffee. And if you've been listening, you're pretty sure by now that I take coffee time pretty seriously. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much to Andrea and Cara for joining us on this episode. We hope that just anybody took anything from this episode, whether you're a special education teacher or not. I think it's important to hear about other people's careers and just constantly be learning. Thank you to Helene Bird Eye Life Coaching for sponsoring today's episode, and we'll see you next week.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.